Hello everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Dark Academy podcast. Today we're going to be discussing about the death of Elisa Lamb. Now you probably heard of this case because I know the hotel, I think they shot American Horror Story in the Cecil Hotel. And I know for a fact Ghost Adventures recently went to the hotel to investigate it, to try to get answers. I haven't seen the special myself. Um, I'm probably going to watch it tonight because, you know, we are on the topic of the death of Elisa Lamb and since that's going to be about the Cecil Hotel and etc. I would, I would, I would watch it. I would watch it. I, honestly, I'm a big Ghost Adventures fan. I don't know about you guys. Honestly, I think those, those guys are the only people in um, the ghost of the ghost community that's like real. I mean, I'm very doubtful when it comes to stuff like that, but personally, I I, I think it's real, but all right, maybe. <clears throat> Moving on. <laughs> um, we're going to be discussing about the background of the death. We're going to we're going to read a short summary, go into the background, go into the case files and think what I think it could be, if it could be murder, if she did suicide, or if it was some supernatural or paranormal power that took over her that led her to get killed by a supernatural or super or paranormal being. So let's get into this. On February 19th, 2013, a body was recovered in a water tank on top of the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. It was later identified as of that of Elisa Lamb a Canadian student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. She had been staying at the, at the hotel when she was reported missing at the beginning of the month. A maintenance worker discovered the body when investigating guest complaints of problems with the water supply, supply and pressure. Her disappearance had been widely reported. Interest had increased five days prior to the discovery of her body when the Los Angeles Police Department released a video of the last time she was known to have been seen. On the day of her disappearance, by an elevator security camera in the hotel, in the footage, Lamb is seen exiting and re-entering the elevator, talking and gesturing in the hallway outside, and sometimes seeming to hide within the elevator. The video went viral, with many viewers reporting that they found it unsettling. Explanations ranged from claims of paranormal involvement to bipolar disorder, for which Lamb took medication for. It has also been argued that the video was, alter was altered prior to release. The circumstances of Lamb's death once she was found also raised questions, especially in the, lights, the light of the hotel's history in relation to other notable deaths and murders. Her body was naked, with most of her clothes and personal effects floating in the water near her. It took the Los Angeles coroner's office four months after repeated delays to release the autopsy report, which reports no evidence of physical trauma and states that the matter of death was accidental. Guests at the Cecil now rebranded it as Stay on Main, sued the hotel over the incident, and Lamb's, and Lamb's parents filed a separate suit later that year. The latter was dismissed in 2015. Some of the early internet in interests noted that what we were considered to be unusual similarities between Lamb's death and the 2002 horror film Dark Water. The case has been since referenced in pro international pop culture it was a subject of crime scene the vanishing at the cecil hotel a four-part 2021 netflix docuseries so i've actually personally seen dark water and dark water is a obviously it was released in 2002 but it is a, a foreign film i think if i remember i don't i think it, it was it was definitely a foreign film i think it was like i think it was either chinese or japanese I, it was definitely a, a, a really it's it's a, it's an okay horror film. It's not the best, but uh, yeah, the 
at, when I was doing research on this on this death, um, I did not rewatch the film, but it kind of it kind of reminded me of the film a little bit as I was going through the the background of of the and uh, of her death and researching the death in general. It was just a really interesting to see how the two kind of correlate. I don't remember exactly what happens in Dark Water. I have I might rewatch that film while watching Coast Adventure Cecil Hotel. Now let's get into the background. Lam, the daughter of immigrants from Hong Kong, was a student at the University of British Columbia. Although she was not registered at the beginning of 2013, for her trip to California, Lam traveled alone on Amtrak and intercity buses. She visited the San Diego Zoo and posted photos taken there on social media. On January 26th, she arrived in Los Angeles. After two days, she checked into the Cecil Hotel near downtown Skid Row. Lamb was initially assigned a shared room on the hotel's fifth floor. However, her roommates complained about what the hotel's lawyer would later describe as cer certain odd behavior, and Lamb was moved to a room of her own after two days later. Built as a business hotel in the 1920s, the Cecil Hotel had significant financial difficulties during the Great Depression of the 1930s and never recaptured its original market as the downtown around it and it had decayed in the late 20th century. Several of Los Angeles' most not uh, more notable murders have happened at or have connections to the hotel. In 1964, Goldie Osgood, the pigeon lady of Pershing Square, was raped and murdered in her room at the Cecil Hotel, a crime that has never been solved to this day. Serial killers Jack Unter, uh, Unterweger and Richard Ramirez both resided at the, at the Cecil while active. There have also been suicides, one of which also killed a pedestrian outside the front of this entrance of the hotel. After recent renovations, it has tried to market itself as a, a boutique hotel, but the reputation still lingers. Quote, The Cecil will reveal to you whatever it is your fugitive form. Unquote. Says Stephen Erickson, a journalist who spent a night at the at the hotel after Lamb's death. Lamb had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. She had been prescribed four medications, Welbutrin, Lamitril, Seroquel, and Efexcor, sorry, to treat her disorders. According to her family, who supposedly kept her history of mental illness a secret, Lamb had no history of suicidal uh, ideations or attempts, although one report claimed that she had previously gone missing for a brief period. In mid-2010, Lamb began a blog named Etherfields on Blogspot. Over the next two years, she posted pictures of models and fashionable clothing and, and, and accounts of her life, particularly her struggle with mental illness. In January 2012 blog post, Lamb laminated that a quote-unquote relapse at the start of the current school term had, focused her, had forced her to drop several classes, leaving her feeling, quote, so utterly directionless and lost, unquote. She titled her post, You're Always Haunted by the Idea You're Wasting Your Life. After a quotation from the novelist Chuck, uh, Chuck uh, Palahniuk, she used that quote as an epigraph for her blog. Lamb worried that her transcript would look suspicious with so many withdrawals and that it would result in her being un unable to continue her studies and attend graduate school. A little over two years after Lamb had, start, had started blogging, she announced that she would be abandoning her blog for another she had started on Tumblr, called Nuevla Nev Novo. Its content mostly consisted of fashion photos, quotes, and a few posts in Lamb's own words. The same, uh, the Palino quotation was used as an epigraph. Interesting. Interesting. 
she had she had clear um medications for bipolar disorder and depression but did not have any suicidal ideations or suicidal attempts but went uh missing for a brief period one time you know mental illness is a very difficult thing to talk about because it's still very unclear on what causes mental illnesses what causes certain depression what causes um, certain anxieties and etc etc it's a very sensitive topic and it's a very difficult topic to talk about a lot strive from childhood traumas uh, some just come out of nowhere you, you know what I mean it's very it's a big difficult topic um I wouldn't doubt that she was depressed and she had to take medications for it but the way it sounds it, it still sounds a little suspicious about her disappearance which we're gonna get into right now lamb contacted her parents in British Columbia every day while traveling on February 1st, 2013, the day she was scheduled to check out of the Cecil Hotel and leave for Santa Cruz, her parents did not hear from her and called the Los Angeles Police Department, LADPD. Her family flew to Los Angeles to help with the search. Hotel staff who saw Lamb that day said she was alone. Outside the hotel, Katie Orphan, manager of a nearby bookstore, was the only person to, to, who recalled seeing her that day. Quote, she was out very, a very outgoing, very lively, and very friendly. End quote. While getting gifts to take home to her family, Orphan told CNN. Quote, she was talking about what book she was getting and whether or not she, what she was getting would be too heavy for her to carry around as she traveled. Unquote, Orphan added. Police searched the hotel to the extent they, that they legally could at the time. They searched Lamb's room and had dogs go through the building, including the rooftop, but the, can, the canines were unsuccessful in de detecting her scent. Quote, but we didn't search every room, end quote. Sergeant Rudy Lopez said later, quote, we could only do that if we could, if we had probable cause, end quote, to believe a crime had been committed. On February 6th, a week after Lamb had last been seen, the, L the LAPD decided more help was needed. Flyers with her image were posted around the neighborhood and online. It brought the case to the public's attention through the media. On February 15th, after another week with no sign of Lamb, the Los Angeles Police Department released a video of the last known sighting of her taking in one of the Cecil Hotel elevators by a video surveillance camera on February 1st. In approximately two and a half minutes of footage, Lamb alone makes unusual movements and gestures, leaving the elevator at one point while its doors remain open, even after she appears to have pressed every button. When the doors fail to close after she returns, she leaves. The doors close later. The video drew worldwide interest in the case due to Lamb's strange behavior and has been extensively analyzed and discussed. It was, report it was reposted widely, including on the Chinese video sharing site Yuku, where it got 3 million views and 40,000 comments in its first 10 days. Many of the commentators found it unsettling to watch. Several theories involved to explain her, to explain her actions. One was that Lamb was trying to get the elevator car to move in order to escape from someone who was pursuing her. Others suggested that she might be under the influence of ecstasy or some other party drug, but none, were de none was de detected in her body at the autopsy. When her bipolar disorder became known, the theory that she was having a psychotic episode also emerged. Other viewers argued that the video was, had been tampered with before be being made public. Besides the obscuring of the timestamp, they claimed parts had been slowed down and nearly a minute of footage had been removed. 
This could have been done to protect the identity of someone who otherwise would have been in the video, either related or not to the, to the uh, related or not to the disappearance. During the search up for Lamb, guests at the hotel begin complaining about low water pressure. Some later claimed their water was colored black and had unstable and had an unusual taste. On the morning of February 19th, Santiago Lopez, a hotel maintenance worker, found Lamb's body in one of the four 1,000-gallons tanks located on the roof, providing water to the guest rooms, a kitchen, and a coffee shop. Through the open hatch, he saw Lamb laying face up in the water. The tank was drained and cut open since the maintenance hatch was too small to accommodate equipment needed to remove Lamb's body. On February 21st, the Los Angeles coroner's office issued a finding of accidental drowning with bipolar disorder as a significant factor. The full coroner's report released in June stated that Lamb's body had been found naked. Clothing similar to what she was wearing in the video was floating in the water, coated with, the, with a quote-unquote sand-like particulate. Her watch and room key were also found with her. Lamb's body was marley decomposed and bloated. It was mostly greenish with some marbling evident on the abdomen and skin separation evident. There was no signs of uh, physical trauma or sexual assault or suicide. Toxology tests showed traces consistent with the prescription medication found among her belongings, plus non-prescription drugs such as sinutab and ibuprofen. A very small quantity of alcohol was present, but no other recreational drugs. Investigators and experts have However, noted the concentration of her prescription drugs in her system indicated that she was under medica medicated or had stopped taking her medications recently. Well, that just changed my whole fucking opinion now because I was just gonna say like it could have been just the, the drugs the 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 not not the drug she was taking. Sorry, it could have been she was had a recreational drug in her system or something. But um, nope. And apparently to this, it uh, apparently from my source, it's telling me that. Um, she was under medicated and that she stopped taking her medications probably recently before her death. Plus no signs of suicide or sexual assault or physical trauma and only a little bit of alcohol, which is, is not even enough to probably get you drunk. That is insane. I don't know what to think of it so far. Personally, I, I, I still kind of think maybe it was a murder. But how if there was no physical... I don't know. I mean... Yeah, because there was no... There was no, like, struggle or anything. It was like she just went in there and did it. Alright, well, let's continue. The investigations had determined how Lamb died, but did not initially offer an explanation as to how she got into the tank in the first place. Doors and stairs that access to the hotel's roofs are locked, with only staff having the passcode and keys, and any attempt to uh, force them would supposedly have triggered an alarm. The hotel's fire escape could have allowed her to bypass those security measures. Her scent trail was lost near a window that connected to it. A video posted to the internet by a Chinese user after Lamb's death showed that the hotel's roof was easily accessible via the fire escape and that two of the lids of the water tanks were open. Apart from the question of how she got on the roof, others ask if she could have gotten into the tank by herself. All four tanks were four by eight foot cylinders popped up with concrete blocks. There was no fixed access to them and the hotel workers had to use a ladder to look at the water. They were protected by heavy lids that would be difficult to replace from within. The hotel uh, employee who found the body said that the lid was not open was open at the time, removing the issue of how she could have closed the lid from the inside. 
police dogs that searched through the whole the hotel for Lamb, even on the roof shortly after disappearance was noted, did not find any trace of her. Theories also pertaining to the elevator video, some argue that she was attempting to hide from a pursuer, perhaps someone ultimately responsible for her death, while others said she was merely frustrated with the elevator's apparent multi, um, um, malfunction. Some proponents of the theory that she was under the influence of illicit drugs or not dis, dis, uh, dissuaded by their absence and from the, toxico the toxicology screen, suggesting that they have may, they might have broken down during the period of time her body decomposed in the tank or that she might have taken rare cocktails such of, such, uh, of such drugs that a normal screen would not detect. The very low level of her prescription drugs in her system and the amount of pills left in her prescription bottle suggests that she was under-medicated or recently stopped taking her medications for bipolar disorder, which might have led to a psychotic episode. The autopsy report and its conclusions were also questioned based on the incomplete information. For instance, it does not say what results of the rape kit or fingernail kit were or even if they were processed. It also records sub, uh, subconscious pooling of blood in Lamb's anal area, which some of her observers suggested it was a sign of sexual abuse. One patho pathologist noted it could have been resulted from the bloating in course of the body decomposition, and her rectum was also prolapsed. Even if the coroner's pathologists appeared to be uh, amb uh, ambivalent about their con the, conclusion, the conclusion that Lamb's death was accidental. Since her death, her Tumblr blog was updated, presumably through Tumblr, Tumblr's uh, Q option that allows posts to automatically publish themselves when the user's away. Her phone was not found either with her body or in the hotel room. It, was, it has been assumed that to have been stolen at some time around her death. Whether the continued updates to her blog were, were facilitated by the theft or her phone, the work of a hacker, or through the queue, it is not known, nor is it known whether the updates are related to her death. Okay. I can I can see I can see the drug theory now. Because there is a lot of there I, I don't know anything about drugs. I don't take drugs. I'm a straight edge kid. I don't I don't uh I don't care about drugs nor do I do I want to do them. I have no interest whatever. The only drugs that I know from this research currently is about the depression pills and the de and the bipolar pills and and stuff like that. That's the only ones that I know. I don't know any other illicit drugs that could not been detected by the toxicology screen. I could see the psychotic episode, but again, how I mean, again, she went up to, probably she went up to the fire exit. She probably went up to the fire exit. That's just crazy. I don't know. Okay. In September 2013, Lamb's parents filed a wrongful death suit claiming the hotel failed to inspect and seek out hazards in the hotel that present that presented an unreasonable risk of danger to Lamb and the other hotel guests and seeking unspecified damages and burial costs. The hotel argued it could not have been reasonably foreseen that Lamb might have entered the water tanks and since it remained unknown how Lamb got into the water tank. No liability could be assigned for failing to prevent it. In 2015, the suit was dismissed. That's a little suspicious. In popular culture... 2000 yeah the, or, yeah I, it was a japanese film yeah both the 2002 film that were very eerily similar and the tw 2005 horror film 
that was an American remake. I think, I think one, um, I think John C. Riley is in that film. Um, how to get away with murders in that one. I'm wondering, yeah, that's a little weird. Hmm. I don't see that's hmm. I could see I could I could still see it being a drug thing but at the same time it's just a little too suspicious on like like really could have been a suicide it really could have been a suicide that because it seemed like it's it's it, it seemed like like if she was having a psychotic episode. You see, but I don't I don't know because then at the same time, even during a psychotic episode. Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to put into words, but even like during a psychotic episode, you would think no, I don't, but you wouldn't even think if you had no. I don't. Hmm. Hmm. This one's a strange one, people. <laughs> this one's a really interesting one. I have the uh right here in front of me. I have all the deaths uh, the noble violence that was at the Cecil Hotel that I'll be going through date, the victim, the age, the type and the method and the details. Very short brief details. Uh recent one was in 2015. And let's get deep into this shit. January 22, 1927, victim Percy Orman Cook, age 52, type suicide, method, gunshot to the head. On the evening, Cook shot himself in the head while inside his room after failing to reconcile with his wife and child. Although the Times reported that he was rushed to the receiving hospital with a slim chance of survival, death records, death records reveal that he died that same evening. November 19, 1931, W.K. Norton, age 46, type suicide, ingested poison. Manhattan resident W.K. Norton was found dead in his rooms after ingesting poison capsules a week prior. He had he had checked into the Cecil Hotel under the name James Willies from Chicago. September 1932, Benjamin uh, Dodich, age 25, suicide, method, gun to the head. A maid found Dodich uh, dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. He did not leave a suicide note. July 1934, Victim, Sergeant Louis D. Borden, age 53, type suicide, oh, slit throat. In late July, former Army Medical Corps, Sergeant Borden was found dead in his room at the Cecil. He had slashed his throat with a razor. Borden left several notes, one of which cited poor health as the reason for his suicide. March 1937, Grace E. Uh, Magro, death, fell from, the from a building. Melgro fell from the ninth story window. Her fall was broken by telephone wires which were wrapped around her body. She later died at the now demolished Georgia St. Uh, Street Receiving Hospital. Police were unable to determine whether Margot's death was a result of an accident or a suicide. January 1938, Roy Thompson, age 35, death, fell from a building. United States Marine Corps Fire Thompson jumped from Cecil's top floor and was found on the skylight of a neighboring building he had been staying at the Cecil for several weeks. May 1939, Erwin C. Neblett, age 39, death, ingested poison. Navy officer Neblett was found death in his room after ingesting poison. January 1940, Dorothy Seeger, age 45, 
cause of death, ingested poison. Teacher Seeger ingested poison while staying at the Cecil Hotel and was reportedly by the Los Angeles Times to be near death. No further reports were published about her condition. Her death is listed as January 12, 1940 from findadeath.com. September 1944, Dorothy Jean Purcell... 19. Purcell's unborn, new, uh, unnamed newborn, murder acquitted due to his sanity, newborn discarded from the window. Purcell was sharing a room at the Cecil with her boyfriend, shoe salesman, Bed Levine, 38. Purcell, who had apparently been unaware that she was pregnant, went into labor. She later testified that she did not want to, to disrupt the sleeping Levine, so she went to the bed bathroom where she gave her gave where she gave birth to a baby boy. Thinking the baby was dead, she threw him out the window, and he landed on the roof of an adjacent building. Purcell was charged with murder. Three psychiatrists testified that she was mentally confused at the time of the incident. In 1944, she was not found guilty by the reason of insanity. November 1947, Robert Smith, Smith, age 35, death, fell from a building. Smith died after jumping from one of the Cecil's seventh floor windows. October 20, 22nd, 1954, Helen Gurney, age 55, death, fell from a building. San Francisco stationary uh, firm employee Gurney jumped from the window of her seventh floor room and landed on top of Cecil's marquee. One week prior, she had been registered at the hotel under the name Margaret Brown. February 1st, 1962, Julia Frances Moore, age 50, death, fell from a building. Moore jumped from the window of her 8th floor room and landed in the second, a second-story interior light well, well where she did not leave a suicide note. Among her processions were a bus ticket from St. Louis, 59 cents in change, and an Illinois bank book showing the balance of $1,800. October 20, uh, 22, 1962. <laughs> I, I lost track of thought for a minute. October 12, 1962, Pauline Otten George Giniani, age 27 and 65, suicide fell from building. Otten jumped from the window of her ninth floor room after an argument with her estranged husband, Dewey. He had left the room prior to Otten's suicide. Otten landed on a pedestrian, Gianni killing them both instantly. As there were no witnesses, police initially thought Otten and Gianni committed suicide together. However, it was soon determined that Gianni had his hands in his pockets at the time of his death, and he was still wearing shoes he had, he had when he jumped. His shoes would have likely fallen off during the fall or upon impact, and his hands would have not been in his pockets. June 4, 1964. Jacqui B. Ellinger, 29, and Pigeon... Uh, Goldie Osgood, 65, murder acquitted, stabbed, beaten, and raped. A hotel worker discovered Osgood, a retired f a telephone operator, dead in her room. She had been raped, stabbed, and beaten, and her room was ransacked. Osgood was well known around the area and had earned her name nickname because she fed birds in the nearby uh, Pershing Square. Near her body was the Los Angeles Dodger cap she always wore and a paper sack full of bird seeds. Hours after her murder, Ellinger was seen walking through uh, Pershing Square in bloodstained clothing. He was arrested and charged with Osgood's murder, but was later cleared of the crime. The murder remains unsolved to this day. December 20th, 1975. Allison Lowell, approximately 23 years old, death fell from a building. A still unidentified woman jumped from her 12th floor window onto the Cecil's second floor roof. She had unregistered at the hotel on December 16th under the name Allison Lowell and was staying in room 327. September 1st, 1992. Unnamed, approximately 20 to 30, death fell from a building. The body of an, uh, an African-American man was found in the alley behind the Cecil. Police said he had either fallen, jumped, or had been pushed in from the hotel 
fifth, 15th floor, the 20 to 30 year old male has never been identified. June 13th, unnamed, 28, death, suspects, suspected to have fallen from the building. The body of a 28 year old man was found outside the building. Some conjured he may have committed suicide from jumping, jumping from the hotel. Although a spokesperson for the county coroner informed the Los Angeles Times that the cause of death had not been determined. Wow. That's a lot. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, um definitely not definitely 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 not a suicide. Definitely not a suicide. I don't think it was a suicide. Look, I'm going to go spiritual for a minute. When you have that many deaths and that much violence, that much hatred and anger and all that negativity and, sh and stuff like that resides at that place. What all those murders, all those, all that violent crime, Richard Ramirez staying there, killing people, coming back, bringing that energy with him. And I, I really think, and especially since there's a pattern, notice about that. There was so many patterns about falling from the building, ingesting poison, and shooting themselves in the, in, in the head. There is so many, there's, there, there's just so many, that's just, all that is just evidence that all that residual energy led on to Elisa, and Elisa was another victim of that spirit, or that entity, or that residual energy. I guess you could defend this. I guess you could defend it and say that it was. Um, they all just had. They all just had suicidal issues. They all, you know, they all had problems and et cetera, et cetera. But when you get down to the nitty gritty, and when you listen to that, when you when you read all that autopsy reports, doesn't that make you kind of think like, oh yeah, maybe this is a little bit a little bit weird. This could be. This could be. This could be paranormal. I wouldn't doubt it. It's it's just really it's just super interesting. And the fact that it was a pattern for years from the 60s. It didn't happen until I would it it, it, it went silent till 2013 because the last one before Elisa Lambs was in 1992. But they they jumped from the building. They died in the building. Or they ingested poison, they um, slit their throat or shot themselves in the head. And I get it, some of them had suicide notes, some of them had, you know, problems mentally and all that stuff and etc. But really, when you really, 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 really think about it, why is there a consistent pattern? I mean, they could have been thinking the same thing, but ingesting poison? I don't know. I don't know. That's a little suspicious there. That is a little suspicious. And I personally, I personally think 
now knowing that information, Elisa Lam probably didn't just poison. Again, maybe the toxic the toxicology reports didn't didn't did couldn't read it because it was some unknown substance that she probably took. The poison, the poison that was found in these bodies were probably very well known, which is why they probably showed up in the toxicology reports. But remember, people are saying that, in theory, that Elisa Lam probably did take something and had a psychotic episode. I think it could have been a mix of both. It could have been a mix of both, because if you really think about it, drinking poison, yeah, it kills you slowly, but... It, Maybe it does make you trip. Maybe it does make you really uh, have a more experienced psychotic episode. And honestly, I, I think, I think, I think it really was paranormal. I'm gonna be honest with you guys right now. It was definitely paranormal. But with the help of this poison or this drug that she took that did not show up in toxicology reports, and. Her, and plus her psychotic episode because she had not been taking her medication. That's what I personally think so far. Could have been, I mean, she could have been pursued, but if she was pursued, why isn't there, why isn't there so much more physical, um, no bruising, no, um, no bruising, no, 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 no uh, lacerations, no, none of that. I mean, yeah, you. I guess you could say that the her her um, anal being prolapsed and all that stuff could have been a sign of sexual trauma, but the sign the the doctor did say that it was it was because of her being of her body being bloated and decomposing, which raises more eyebrows. Why was there so many similar deaths at this hotel? It really think about it. Richard Ramirez was a Satanist, and I, I'm I'm just saying I'm not. I don't believe in Satanism. I'm or anything like that. I am very. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to touch on that. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean. Richard Ramirez could have conjured something there, or Richard Ramirez could have had something with him. That, that when he stayed there, you know, all that stuff. Be, and also because it could definitely influence his actions. Because again, this is a very negative and violent place. Definitely could have been something. I think, I th honestly, again, like I said, I really think this is paranormal. I think, I think this is really, really, really paranormal. And in the video, she, it, it's like she's possessed. And, and I've seen, and, and people have, and from what I read in sources and stuff like that, people that known her with, um, the people that, that have known her personally compared to this video, they're like, oh, that's not her. Well, obviously it's not her because, you know, the way she's acting is weird, but they said like her facial structure, her body structure, it's just not her. And when people say that in the paranormal world, it means that you're possessed. Or you're, you, you know what I mean? That's a little, that's a little interesting. That's a re really interesting. Because now that just raises the question, is this, is this really paranormal? Could be. It really could be.
Plus, with all the violent history and her 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 parents uh her parents being uh a little weird about it and 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 uh, dropping the suit dro- the dropping the case uh, the lawsuit. It's a little interesting. I can't imagine what their what her parents were thinking. That's that's still strange. And but again, again, even 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 if it was paranormal, this raises the question: How did she get in the fucking tank? Even if it was paranormal, even if it was her having psychotic episodes and ecstatic stare, how the fuck did she get in that tank? fucking beats me but that's that's another topic that we need to bring up how the fuck did she get in that tank because if that tank was so huge and so heavy and i've seen pictures of it it's fucking huge and elisa lamb is not it it, it is not physically you just can't it looks like it weighs so much but the top was open and again, that person who 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 uh, went up there through the fire exit, like her getting up there, I that could be that 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 that's already proven. That's already proven. Uh, she she could have just went through the fire escape and whatever. But these tubs, these giant tubs that hold water. That that is. You know what I mean, and especially since, like, again, the Chinese uh, user that was—I think I when I was reading my sources, it was telling me that one person went up there and posted saying that look, it was so easy for her to get up here and jump in the water because the thing was already opened. But the thing was probably opened because of that cause. It probably wasn't open beforehand, and I think the sources did say that it wasn't opened. So how did she get in the fucking thing? That's something we probably will never understand. And as much as as much as I keep trying to think about it, and as much as I'm looking through my resources and researching and looking up and down and et cetera, et cetera, it's just so it's just so like weird. It's weird. It's so weird. And I'm looking at the at the at the pictures of the clothes and like a normal body would not decompose like that. In in a giant ass water tank? Maybe the water would turn your green because of like I guess the contents and whatever. But holy shit. Holy fucking shit. That is just insane. And I guess like that whole improvement of um, it being paranormal and stuff. Like I still believe that. I really do think it was paranormal and all that residual energy did happen and all that stuff. And But... How the fuck does she get in the tank? And the tanks are huge. 
She couldn't climb. And if it was if it was paranormal, this entity or or spiritual being or et cetera, et cetera, would have would have would have been so fucking strong to pick her up and put her in there. But I highly doubt that. Because again, I'm looking at the photos and stuff and she would not to pull her she 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 would never pull herself up there unless unless the murder the murder theory is true unless unless the murder theory is true she was beaten she was she she had to either been beaten to death because again her body was really decomposed at the time so they don't know there was no signs of physical trauma or anything like that but we don't know that because the body was decomposed heavy when it was found so here's 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 my two theories that could have happened because i don't think the drug one of the psychotic episodes are 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 are, um valid to me to me maybe to other people maybe to you guys listening to this podcast you might think that the psychotic episode etc 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 was valid but here's the two things one it was definitely paranormal had to do with a lot of residual energy at the place and the the violence and due to the repeating nature of how violent and dark the cases in the in the in the the, the how dark the cases and how dark the suicides and etc was or two she had to be pursued by somebody i think that that ties in with the psychotic episode and which explains her her strange behavior, her looking so paranoid and making weird gestures and etc. Because she could have been really having a psychotic episode due to the anxiety of her being pursued by somebody. She escaped. This person. I don't. I think it was two people, or more. I think that this person. Um. I think these people really did beat her up or 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 did some sexual trauma we'll we'll say that and after they killed her or made her unconscious they threw her in the water tank and but but even then how they open it how do they open it oh man this is a weird one. And if they did open it, 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 it the, the, the tops are so, like, you could tell, like, if you dropped one, it would make a loud-ass noise. And the fact that she was found in, like, kind of secret is just even more eerie. Is even more eerie. But anyway, those are my two theories. The paranormal, it was definitely paranormal, or two, she was... Uh, beaten or uh, beaten, raped and stuff like that and thrown in the tank or she could have poisoned herself had a psychotic episode with the poison while I was killing her slowly which explains the rapid decomposing of the body those are my three theories as of right as of right now the, the probably tonight when i watch the when i re, when i watch the uh, netflix docuseries and the ghost adventure special at the cecil hotel maybe it might change but that's it right now and it, it's it's a sad story because now to this day it's still never it's still not discovered not only was her case sad 
but the other people that died there too because their cases aren't solved other than the one that was uh, other than the ones that were suicides and the um and uh one that threw her baby out the window which was really fucking sad that that's you had to be that, that's why i think it was paranormal and i don't think it was just her being psychotic or whatever but anyway back to the discussion i think it's just a really sad story um definitely crazy interesting it's an interesting discussion it's an interesting topic to talk about it really 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 is any any cuz um new evidence could pop up anytime soon and we won't even expect it new evidence could pop up anytime soon and we won't even we we we, we won't even know it and the fact that the day of her death she went to a bookstore and she seemed fine she was just like oh I, I think I don't know you know what I mean I don't know man that's just you know what I mean like is it that's just so fucking strange <laughs> anyway um this was an interesting topic to think about and to read about to you guys and I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode um I just thought it would be very interesting to bring it up to you guys um I really hope you guys enjoy the podcast uh, I really hope you guys uh, hit the follow, follow button and stay tuned for more episodes. Um, before I go, I do want to say something really quick about uh, suicide really quick. Because this could be a really big serious suicide and suicide is very serious. If you need to talk to anybody, whatever gender you are, you know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't matter at this point. If you really, really, really need help talk to somebody it's super cliche to say but it, it it does wonders and trust me like the fact that that you're you because in your mind you probably think you're the, literally the only one that thinks the same you're probably literally the only one that thinks the same but trust me there's so many other people that 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 feels the same exact pain that you do and i know what it feels like to be in that spot where you're like I don't think anybody will understand, but people will understand. That's what friends are for. That's what family's for. You know what I mean? And I get it, it's not that easy, but trust me, every everyone gets their chance to be happy. Regardless. Everybody everybody listen to listening to this, if you're depressed or if you're sad, you are worth it. You are a human being. You were put here for a reason. That's why you're enjoying life. You're going every fucking day. You're walking this earth and you're writing your chapters to your life. You're writing a book about yourself to show off to, to your future generations of, of your offspring. So they can be inspired by you. Even in the, in the darkest times, you, you know, thinking that I'm never going to be an inspiration or this, this, and that to anyone. Trust me, you will be. The fact, the fact that you fought this mental battle within yourself and your mind will make you a better person. I believe it. Anyway, that was my little um, help for anybody who's who's having any difficulties with themselves during this podcast, who is listening to this podcast for, you know, 
to be happy or whatever. And I hope as, as interesting as this is, trust me, like you are very, you are very worth it. And suicide is never the answer. Um, that was episode two. That was the death of Elisa Lamb. Now, if you do want to keep up with the podcast on the socials, the at is at the Dark Academy Podcast on Instagram. And that's pretty much it. We just went into the dark rabbit hole of the death of Elisa Lamb. I hope you guys have a great week, and I'll see you in the next episode. Have a great week.